Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello, and welcome to AutoLine Daily. I'm Mike Austin from Popular Mechanics, filling in for John today. Now let's move on to the news. Ford released its financial numbers from 2013, and the results are strong. The Blue Oval's total revenue last year was up 10% to almost $147 billion. Net profit hit just over $7 billion. Pre-tax profit came to $8.6 billion. Ford sold 6.3 million vehicles worldwide, up 12%. But the Blue Oval's profit margin on automotive operations was only 5.4%, which is not that impressive. And in other Ford news, how will the automaker maintain its profitability as it comes out with an aluminum F-150? It's planning on doing a lot more recycling of aluminum to hold down the manufacturing costs. That's how. Get this, a metric ton of high-strength carbon steel costs about $738, while a metric ton of aluminum costs about $1,770, more than $1,000 more per ton. But Doug Scott, the marketing manager for trucks at Ford, tells AutoLine that Quote, the value of aluminum is much more as scrap than steel. We'll have closed-loop recycling. We're going to take that scrap and reuse a higher percentage of that material, which is going to help on the cost front. Doug Scott goes on to say that by saving weight with the aluminum body, Ford was able to downsize other components on the F-150, such as the brakes, and that helps to keep the cost down as well. 2013 was a rough year for the passenger car market in South Korea. Total sales came to 931,000 units, down 6.5% from the year before. But South Korea's domestic automakers took the brunt of that downturn. Hyundai saw its passenger car sales drop 12.4%, Kia was down 8.7%, GM Korea was down over 10%, and Samsung was off 2.7%. Meanwhile, imported car sales shot up dramatically. BMW, Mercedes, Volkswagen Group, Ford, Honda, and Nissan, to mention a few, all enjoyed double-digit gains. It's interesting to see that the automotive media in South Korea looks on Hyundai and Kia with the same disdain that the American media once reserved for Detroit's automakers. Last year alone, import brands picked up 3.5 points of market share in South Korea and now have 16.4% of that market. Automakers as a whole in the U.S. are expected to have exported nearly 2 million vehicles in 2013. And for the first time in its history, Honda's exports from the U.S. will top its imports from Japan. Last year, the automaker shipped nearly 109,000 U.S.-made Honda and Acura vehicles, compared to the over 88,000 it imported from Japan. This represents a significant change for Honda, and it's a trend we see continuing. Coming up next, a look at some cool new technology in the Corvette Stingray that may have some automakers wishing they came up with it first. Proven on the track and on roads around the world, Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar Series. There's been all kinds of reports about all the new technology in the C7 Corvette, but not all of it has been reported. Recently, we ran into Tad Juchter, the chief engineer on the C7, and asked him to let loose with some of the tidbits that have not yet been reported. 
Well, we have an industry first feature where actually from the driver's seat, you can have a display in the cluster that tells you how worn your tires are, whether they're cold or they're warm or they're track hot. Uh, the way we execute that is we start with the actual temperature sensor. It's a thermocouple and it's part of the tire pressure monitor system that's actually inside the wheel assembly. So we have a thermocouple in there. It, uh, by radio signals, uh, communicates to the, the rest of the car. It tells you what the tire pressure is and it also gives you a current temperature. Now that temperature is local to the valve stem because it's attached right to the valve stem. Now, as you drive a car, the tires warm up, and depending on how you drive, they can either warm up a little, a lot, or you can warm up the rears, like if you do a big smoky burnout, you're gonna warm up the rears a lot more in the front. So what we've done is we've developed an algorithm to modify the actual measure temperature to predict a current temperature at the tire patch. So depending on how much energy you're putting into the tire, it will adjust the measure temperature, uh, typically up, because you're putting energy in, uh, and it looks at a starting point and it'll keep tabs on what the measure temperature is and the way you're driving to determine whether the tires are cold, warm, or hot. The rest of the car can use that information to optimize the chassis control system. That would be traction control, ABS braking, stability systems. By knowing how much authority or how much traction they have based on the tire temperature, you can optimize the uh, performance of those systems. In fact, there's about a meter and a half difference in braking distance knowing that the tires are warm versus having to assume conservatively that the tires are cold. That makes the whole performance of the car, that envelope, much bigger than it ordinarily would be. And you get a really cool display that you can call up in your center stack to actually read what the tire state of temperature is. Well, this wasn't one of the headline technologies when we brought out the car or was something we were working on. Uh, and there's a lot to talk about on this car. So we talked about some other things. Now that we've started to talk about this uh, publicly, other manufacturers have realized, hey, this is a really good idea. Of course, we have uh, intellectual property rights for it. And so we're actually now in the position of deciding, well, are we gonna sell it to other manufacturers, make some money on it, or keep it to ourselves as a competitive advantage? Don't forget to tune in to AutoLine After Hours this Thursday night, starting live at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Bob Lutz will be the guest, and we'll get to learn about his latest venture, Via Motors, and why he thinks that the Chevy Volt should have been a truck instead of a car. And that wraps up today's report. Once again, I'm Mike Austin from Popular Mechanics. Thanks for watching.